and welcome to the Essential Property Podcast with your hosts, Paul Samuda and Amanda Woodward. With 45 years of combined experience in the world of property buying, selling, investing and developing, they are here to share with you their knowledge in the Stoke-on-Trent, Newcastle-under-Lyme and Crew property market. Let's get started. and welcome to another episode of the Essential Property Podcast with me, your host, Amanda Woodward. And today's episode, we are covering business planning. Now, we're family into 2023, and I know some of our listeners will have already drafted their business plan for the year, but I'm sure there are also some of you that are still struggling or haven't quite got round to really setting out your stool for the year and what you want to achieve. So in the last episode, I said that we would put together a bit of a process for you to follow to help plan for your year. Those of you that already have a business plan, perhaps just use this to check in and see if everything is covered. You may get a few extra ideas. And if you haven't done it for the year thus far, then I would seriously or highly recommend that you take some notes during this episode. We're going to call this a little bit of a doing episode, I guess, a working episode rather than just a listening episode. So you can take away and start to implement some of the things that we're covering. So I've put together what I believe to be the 10 most important areas that you should include in your property business plan for this year. And kicking off with number one is our stop, start, continue process. So we start our business planning process around about November of the previous year. So we're checking in on how we've done for the year thus far, and we're starting to plan ahead for next. So November 22, we're already thinking about 2023 ahead. And we like to reflect on the year just gone by to give us some insights, give us some intelligence as to what might happen in the year ahead and how we can plan for it. The first part of our business plan is reflecting on the year that's gone by, looking at our learnings, and then putting together what we call our stop, start, continue. And it does exactly what it says on the tin. So we literally write down, what are we going to stop doing in the year ahead? What are we going to start doing? What's new, fresh, and ideas that we think that we're going to try? And what are we going to continue to do, i.e. what has already worked? So as a property investor, you might want to stop using a builder that hasn't quite worked out for you last year, and you might be looking for a new builder. Or you might want to stop using a particular lender that hasn't worked out for you this year. You might want to start looking at a new area or start looking at a new strategy. You might want to go from buy-to-let to HMO. You might want to go from HMO to serviced accommodation and just explore what other strategies are out there. You might want to start looking at doing some rate increases and seeing if you can increase some of your rents in line with current inflation, which is what we've been doing with our tenants over the last few months. And then have a think about what do you want to continue doing? What's worked really well for you? Are there any people that you've worked with that you want to continue to work with? Are there any particular strategies like you really enjoy your current social housing strategy? So I want to continue with that. Or I want to continue renting out, you know, ensuite rooms. So I'm going to develop more ensuite rooms. You get the idea. And this is a really simple way to just brainstorm, get a big sheet of paper and get down all the things. I definitely want to stop doing this. I definitely want to start doing that. And this has worked well. So that is something that I would like to continue. So once you've got all that down, you can just take a moment and that will then start to craft what's going to be your plan for the following year. Now, I don't think, and Paul probably correct me on this, 
But I don't think we've had any year that has been drastically different to the year before. Because if every year you're coming out with completely different business plans, it would suggest perhaps that you're not in flow or you're not really working on purpose. Because yes, of course, we can have new ideas, but not every year, because whilst a year sounds like a long time, it actually flies by. And it can take multiple years to actually put a good plan into practice. So each year, really, we're looking at the last, we're tweaking, we're changing. But obviously, if this is the first business plan, then everything's going to be brand new. But the stop, start, continue then gives you an idea of what are going to be my goals. And we like to start by looking ahead at what are going to be our next five-year goals, or we're checking back in on our five-year goals. I like five years. I think 10 years can be a little bit too much. We can often procrastinate and put things off. But equally, if we just plan for the year, that will fly past and often be too short. So we say, what do we want to achieve over the next five years? And that might be in terms of how many properties would you like to purchase or how many buildings would you like to develop or how much income would you like to generate or perhaps what strategies you would like to get involved in. Or perhaps you want to pay down some debt on your mortgages and increase your equity and your net worth, as an example. So if you put down Step number two, which is look at what you want to achieve in the next five years, that will then help you to craft what you want to achieve this coming year. Okay. And I'll share with you just to give you a couple of ideas the sort of things that we would like to achieve over the next five years or are going to achieve over the next five years. So we would like to double the size of our property management company and increase the number of rooms and properties that we have under management over the next five years. We would like to continue to do large developments. So we've scaled back a little bit and we're doing just a handful of larger developments per year rather than buying, you know, lots of properties all throughout the year, small houses. We want to do a lot larger developments and just do a handful of those per year. Developments that are generally valued at about a million pounds or more. We would like to work with investors who have half a million pounds or more to invest. And that's an increase where we were previously working with investors that had about a quarter of a million pounds to invest. We'd now like to work with those with just that little bit more because we're now doing a lot larger scale developments. We would like to grow our existing team that we work with that will enable us to grow our management company. So we've got some goals around people and teams and a whole bunch of other things that we there kind of want to achieve in over the next five years. That then allows you to go on to step three and four, which is to get down into a little bit more detail as to what's going to happen this year in 2023. So short recap, we're starting with stop, start, continue. Then we're going on to what are our five-year goals. Then I move on to what is going to be our one-year goal for 2023. And this is where you start to get a little bit more detailed in terms of what it is that you want to achieve. So in your five-year goals, for example, we wanted to do developments of a million pounds plus. So this year, what will be the first development that we're going to look at and buy that fits that goal? So we might only want to buy one or two of those this year. So that would be a more specific goal for the year. If we want to double the size of our management business in five years time, that means that we're going to need to grow by at least around about 20% this year and add another couple of hundred rooms to our portfolio that we manage. So we're really starting to get down now into the nitty gritty. So you might have in this year, I'm going to invest in Stoke-on-Trent. I'm going to buy two by I'm going to buy one HMO in Penkel. I've got 
£350,000 to spend across those three buildings or three houses. And that's the sort of detail that you're going into. Because if over the next five years, you set very clear goals and you achieve them in year one, you achieve them in year two, then naturally you're going to hit your five years. But it all starts with setting those sort of small detailed goals for the year ahead. So you might need to raise some finance. So you need to work out where am I going to raise the finance for the properties? What lenders am I going to be working with this year? Who do I need in my team? Do I need to expand the sort of expert advice that I have around me to enable me to do that? What solicitors and lenders and architects and agents and and brokers that you're going to need to, to work with? You might set some very clear revenue goals that over the year you want to generate £35,000 in rental income, as an example. You might set some specific goals here about your existing portfolio. You want to improve the profitability of your existing portfolio. So maybe we need to look at some cost reductors and we need to look at some revenue generators to help your existing portfolio. Where are you going to find your deals? So if you're looking to buy properties, are you going to be working with agents? Are you going to be working with sources? Are you going to be finding the deals direct to vendor? So again, step three here, we're really getting down into the nitty gritty as to what you want to achieve this year. And I think starting the year without knowing that is a problem. Because otherwise, you will just go wherever the wind blows. And whilst that might be quite a exciting strategy to see where you end up, it's often not a very successful strategy. So having an absolute crystal clear plan of what you want to achieve. Now, sometimes the route to get to that goal can change, and that's okay. But the goal has to be you know, fairly, fairly solid and have absolute clarity as to what you want, want to achieve. So once we know that, we think it's prudent to then run a SWOT analysis on your existing business. So whilst we're going into the year, we know the things that might trip us up. We know the things that we can leverage in our favor because you've set your five-year goals. You've set your one-year goal. Now the rest of the business plan needs to look at how you're going to achieve it because you've got what you want to achieve. What we need to draft in is now the how. So in your business SWOT analysis, for those that don't know, SWOT standing for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Have a think about what you have really going for you at the moment in your business. What is an absolute strength that you have? So to give you an idea, some of the strengths that we have in our business is that we already are existing investors in the area. We've got an existing portfolio and we know the market inside out. So that is a strength to us in our business. We have got a lot of experience in a variety of strategies and we have a great network. We're very well connected with the people in our area and outside of our area. and We see those as great strengths. So just have a think about what you really have as a strength in your business. Then think about the opportunities. What opportunities are available to you within your business? So some of our opportunities are we get presented with deals all the time, or sometimes they're not deals, but we get presented with opportunities quite a lot where we can have a look at deals and see whether they're viable or not and share them with our investors. That's quite a good opportunity. We see good opportunity in HMOs over the next couple of years. While some people are running away from HMOs because they're worried about the utility bills, the demand for HMOs at the moment is insatiable. So we see that the the demand for low-cost, all-inclusive housing to be, well, it's already on the rise and continue to rise. So we see that as a big opportunity. We see our area of investment as an opportunity also. And there's lots of new activity taking place in the centre of Stoke-on-Trent, particularly in terms of regeneration and development. So we see lots of opportunities there. 
then you should start to think about what are the weaknesses in your business. And whilst you might think, I don't have any weaknesses, Amanda, I'm sure you do. So have a think about what are the areas that I need to be better at. So we've got a whole bunch of areas here that we want to improve on this year. We want to improve our customer service, both across the board with our tenants and with our landlords. We want to improve areas around marketing. We have a very limited marketing presence. We have very fortunately grown organically and with a great network have worked with landlords to continue to grow our property management company by word of mouth, by existing investors buying more property. But we haven't done a massive marketing campaign to say, hey, everybody, come and let us manage your properties. So we see that as a bit of a weakness and we need to bolster up our marketing to be able to continue to grow with our plans. But have a think about potentially what some of your weaknesses could be. An example of one of our weaknesses is the seasonality of our short stay business. So whilst we manage HMOs and service accommodation, there are periods throughout the year, particularly in the winter, where short stay drops off a little bit. So that's a weakness in the model. So how do we overcome that? And we've got some ideas on some of our service accommodation only buildings. How can we make sure that we can still generate the revenue we need to in those slightly lower seasonal periods? And then on to the threats. So what do we think could threaten our business? So whilst we're all excited and we're planning for the year ahead, what do we need to be aware of? What could we potentially trip up on? So threats to the management company. Now, you know, I'm a very positive being and I like to think that there's always positivity and solutions to problems. But things like the government's legislation and regulation of the private rented sector, the PRS, over the last few years has been intense. And the amount of acts and reforms and regulations and legislation that has been sort of forced upon landlords and agents has been huge. So that's a little bit of a threat to the business because we don't know what the government's going to come out with next and what rules are going to come out with next. And we have to, you know, dance around and, and, and comply with them. So that's a little bit of a threat. Article 4, whether they, that will come into Stoke-on-Trent could potentially be a threat. I do have a little bit of inside information to suggest that isn't really on the cards for the time being. But if Article 4 came in and planning was required for new HMOs, that could potentially be a little bit of a threat in terms of stunting growth for new HMOs coming into the city, of course, that we can buy or that we can manage. What other threats have we got here? You know, the next pandemic, the next black swan event, the war that's all of a sudden become, I was going to say normal, it's not normal, but has now become part of the mainstream media. And we're always hearing about war. That's a threat. The cost of utilities, that's a threat. You know, not being able to fix down our costs as we would like to for our HMOs. So there's a whole bunch of things and we have to be transparent with ourselves and say, yes, there are weaknesses in the business. And yes, there are threats that can come and trip us up. So let's know what they are. Let's highlight what they are. And in our business plan for this year, let's put things in place that enable us, enable us to find those solutions and overcome those problems as best we can. So I've gone into quite a lot of detail there on the SWOT analysis, but I think it's important that we understand where are the things that could potentially trip us up? Where are our weaknesses in our business? And let's use this plan to highlight them and to overcome them and make sure that we're not surprised when they happen. And then also how to build on and leverage the existing strengths and opportunities that we have around us. Now, step five is strategy. So at this point, you're, you're looking into a little bit more big picture. So you've gone into the detail in terms of what you want to achieve this year in terms of your goals. But the strategy section here lets you flesh out a little bit more about the route to meeting them. 
So if your goal is three new properties, £35,000 a year in income, as an example, then that strategy would probably need to be HMO. That strategy would probably need to be in the HMO hotspot. So Stoke, Hanley, CW2, and bits of CW1 in crew. So the strategy side starts to just flesh out the route a little bit more in terms of how we're going to hit our goals. Step six is the financials. Now, every good business plan needs to have a whole bunch of financial targets. And you'll put the financial targets that are right for you. So certainly sort of rental income as a target, but rental income is different from cash flow. So you might want to also have your monthly or annual cash flow as a target. Any other income that you want to generate in your business, you might be great at sourcing deals, you might be great at project management, you might be great at coaching in in business, as an example, you might provide some other services to the industry. So how much income do you want to generate from those services? Putting that into there as well. How much money you need to raise for your property purchases and where that's going to come from? Is that going to come from your own personal business, employment, salary savings? Is that going to come from other investors that you're going to JV with, which is always quite a lucrative strategy to JV with other people? And if you are generating some traditional finance, whether you're using bridging or perhaps just traditional mortgage lenders, how much do you need to raise? What sort of interest rates do you need to pay, et cetera, et cetera. So getting detailed down on the numbers is quite fundamental for the plan. And this helps you work backwards at this point, really, in terms of what you want to achieve to be able to hit these numbers. Okay, so let's just check back in. So step one, stop, start, continue. Step two, five-year goals. Step three, one-year goals. Step four, SWOT analysis. Step five, your 2023 strategy. Step six, drilling down on the financials and funding methods. Seven is sales and marketing. Now, sales and marketing is fundamental for any business and any business plan. And this is where you need to think about what is my sales? Your sales are effectively your revenue from your property income and revenue from selling any properties. Yeah. So how are you generating revenue on the top line of your PL for this year and how you're going to do that? Marketing wise is finding deals and finding tenants. So where are you going to find your deals? Will that be through an estate agent? Will it be through a sourcer? Or will it be direct to seller or direct to vendor? And if you're renting properties, Are you marketing directly to the tenants or are you effectively marketing your property to a good agent? Sales and marketing is really important. So have a think about what you need to add to your business plan in this area. Because once you've done sales and marketing, step seven, step eight, operations and technology. So what's going to be happening on the ground in your business operationally? Okay. And what technology, what apps are you going to use to support your business? Now, in our business, we use so many different apps and systems, and sometimes it can be overwhelming. But we pretty much do have a phrase where we say there's an app for that. And we try to use technology to support us as much as possible, just to make life just that little bit easier. And there's some great apps out there. And if you do want to um, pick my brains on some apps that might work for you in your business, then just drop us an email over at the Essential Property Podcast, and I'll certainly share with you some of the apps that we use in our business. And then operationally, what's, you know, what's happening on the ground? Who are you working with? Yeah, who's got your sort of back when it comes to your properties? What's happening with your inspections in your houses? What's happening with your safety certificates in your houses? What's happening in terms of tenant changeovers or rental increases? 
Often landlords don't actually know what's happening in the ground in their properties. So it's important that you know it yourself or you're working with somebody that does and you can entrust your property to them to make sure that they have your back and make sure that they're covering everything that's happening day to day operationally. Once we've got sales and marketing, operations and technology, step nine is people. What people do you need in your team on your side to be able to help you execute your plan for the year? Because property is a people business. If you're buying property, you're buying through people sitting in an estate agent. If you're renting property, you're renting from agents like us where we have you know, a personal relationship and a personal connection with you. If you're working with builders, what people do you need in your team to be able to execute your developments this year? You need a lot of people to run a property business. The good thing is you don't necessarily have to employ them. You can just engage their services. But having good, solid partnerships, I was speaking with one of our landlords this morning based in Hong Kong, and we hadn't spoken for about a year. And we had a catch-up call just to run through his particular property, some tweaks that he wants to make, some upgrades that he wants to make so we can improve his rental return. So I gave him some ideas. If you do this to the property, we can generate an extra 30 or 40 pounds a room. If you do this, we can look at reducing some of your costs. So we had a good, you know, good catch-up, gave him some ideas. He gave me some feedback. We'll both take some action and his property will be in a slightly better shape for it. So he's entrusting in me to be able to deliver on the ground what he's looking for. So partnerships in property are incredibly, incredibly important. Do you have a great broker? So when you get that next property accepted that you want to buy, can they move quickly? And can they get the lending that you need to buy that property? Now, how quick do your solicitors work? Are they going to cause a bit of a stumbling block when you need to buy a property quickly from a seller? So this year, explore the people that you work with. Make sure that you're working with a team that you know and trust. Make sure that you're working with experts in the area. And then the final slide or the final area of your business plan to work on is what new ideas do you want to investigate this year? What research and development? What are those ideas that are kind of floating around in your mind that you know is not really going to be a goal for this year? You haven't quite worked out if it's even part of your five-year plan, but you've got a hunch or you've got a gut feel and there are things that you want to look at. It might be a new strategy. It might be a new area of the country. It might be that you've not bought a portfolio before and you're thinking that maybe you might want to do that. So you want to investigate how that works and how do you actually buy a portfolio of houses, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we have a little section at the end where we can have a bit of fun. We can throw out some new ideas, things that we just want to look into. Generally, when we have a little bit of downtime, probably no more than two or three percent of our time with regards to the business would be spent on just having a look at these ideas but something that we want to explore. So that's it. There are 10 steps. Stop, start, continue. Five-year goals, one-year goals, SWOT analysis, strategy, financials, sales and marketing, ops and technology, people and new ideas. 10 areas for you to think about, 10 areas for you to build into your plan. And that's a lot of information. If you can create a plan that includes that and you read it weekly, you read it monthly, you check in with yourself, you see how you're going, you check in monthly and quarterly, are you on track? You reach out to different experts around you to see how they can help you to execute your plan. Check in halfway through the year, towards the end of the year. And I really, really hope that 2023 is a good year for you. I hope it's a great year for you. We hope it's a great year for us. No doubt it will be. We try very, very hard to do what we say we're going to do and deliver on our plans. At the end of the day, that's, that's why we're, we're in this business, because we want to progress, grow, do more, be more, have more. 
and ultimately use property as the vehicle to do the things in life that we want to do. Because it's not all business, we have to have a little bit of fun as well. I hope you found that useful. I look forward to catching up on the next episode. Any questions, please reach out to the Essential Property Podcast and we'll come back to you. I'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if so, please hit subscribe and share with those who you think would enjoy it too. To get in touch with Paul and Amanda directly, please visit their website, www.essentialpropertyoptions.co.uk for more information. We look forward to sharing with you on the next episode.